All right, all right, all right. Welcome to We Are Something Else, episode 83, Keys Open Doors. And we are continuing our Black Business Series tonight. And tonight, tonight on the show, we have Mr. Vaughn Marshall from The Little Key Shop. Javon, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you, y'all. Thank you. Happy to be here. And glad you could join us. So, Vaughn will be sitting in with us tonight talking all things uh, Keys and Locksmith. But before we get to that, uh, fellas, what's good? Hey, Rich, how are you? Good, man. You know, good workout in today. Um, work week was a little hectic, but, you know, we we, we pushing through. So, you know, good. just glad to be here for the podcast and get a little, little breather. Okay. CB? Uh, it's Thursday. Um, ready for the weekend. Ready for, you know, Super Bowl weekend. Um, it's a little bit different not having, like, big Super Bowl parties going on and stuff. Like, that's normally my dad's cooking, like, steak sandwiches. And, you know, we're having people over and doing all that. So, a little bit different. But... Um, you know, things are good. Like E. Rich just got my workout in. So, you know, I'm ready for a good show with you guys. Okay. Superfly. Yo, what's happening? Uh, you know, we here another week, man. It's it's you know, we we're moving forward, it seems like in in the country. And you know what I mean? Let's let's just keep rocking. Where is it? We are we all here. We're right here. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but with that, <laughs> know what time it is. All right, fellas, let's wrap. Uh, what are we gonna start at? Let's start with let's start with this right here. So, football season is drawing. This actually is the last weekend of football season right here, and uh, big blockbuster trade we got going on here. So we had Derek Goff and Matt Stafford essentially switching places, but not necessarily one for one uh, because I think. If you if you read the, the details of this deal, the Lions made out on the on on the on the back end of this deal right here. Uh, before I give my comments, uh, I'm gonna go around and see how you guys feel about this trade. Um, Vaughn, you got anything to say about it? I'm actually not familiar with the trade. Um, you know, I'm, I'm one of those guys that work all the time. Hey, and, there you go, and, and not always up on them. You know what's current, you know as it relates to sports and whatnot. So I'm gonna I'm gonna sit back and listen to. I'm gonna get my information from y'all tonight. There you go. We'll talk. E. E. What you got to say? Um. At, at this point, everybody knows that that Matthew Stafford deal that Detroit did back then was already just, I mean, it, it, nobody really wanted to mess with it. Right. <clears throat> and then if you look at it, he's actually a decent quarterback just on a bad team and never really, you know, you know never really got to anything. Um, does he have, does he have something in uh, Rams? For sure. But, um, you know what is what is Detroit getting for with golf? Uh, I think it's a downgraded uh, passer, but you know we'll see. I, I you know what to be honest, I'm not even entertained by this trade. I'm more so waiting for what's out there with Dak. I'm waiting to see what Deshaun's gonna do because I feel like those are really gonna that that's gonna really tilt the balance beam of how this draft I think it even goes. Seeing as though you know. 
you know, old boy from Clemson is supposed to be coming out. Uh, but it's a court. This this is the year that we want to really see what the quarterbacks bring to the table. Right. Superfly. Uh, well, well, like our beloved Washington football team, there's uh, has never really been any other team as mediocre as the Detroit Lions. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? I just think that hey, it's a it's an opportunity for Stafford to try to get a chip. Um, but Detroit has never really, you know, lived up to expectations either, you know, with or without him. So, you know, especially, I mean, I guess even given since the Megatron days, like that, that was probably the last time that these guys were really exciting like that. So, you know, and golf, again, is a lot like Stafford in that really hasn't let, uh, lived up to uh, the draft pick. And, you know, we'll see what happens in, in L.A. I, I'm, I'm kind of like Vaughn in that, like, I don't care. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know what I mean? It's, it, it'll be interesting to see, you know? Yeah, we ain't got no dog in that fight. Right. <laughs> if, you, if you talking about the Washington uh, football team, then we got a dog in that fight. I thought they would have got a dog in that fight. <laughs> <laughs> I got, like, a fish. Like, it had been rumored that Washington was going to go after Stafford. I think there they was did. something on yeah, the table. It was something on the table they, up until they did they undercut him. him. Yeah. So what From what I heard is that Washington had like the better deal initially, and I mean, at the end of the day, can't do nothing about them. LA is <laughs> LA is trying to win now. Like they were literally just in the Super Bowl. What was that? Two years ago. They really are set up from a team standpoint individually. Like they can, they need to make their run now. And golf is exceptionally average. Um, the best got brought out of him by McVay in that offense. McVay is a quarterback guru. Um, his offenses have been, you know, very productive. So uh, really, it's a good move, in my opinion, for LA now. As far as Detroit goes, they're getting a bunch of picks, and they've already come out and said that, like, the because they have a new regime in there, like completely. They're basically oh, as far as you know that goes, LA got uh, Goff's terrible contract off the books, and so you know it's one of those things where. I'm going to expect Detroit to be kind of terrible again next year. They got two of their best playmakers or free agents to be. So, you know, uh, it's not like golf is going to have much help to start out with. And he's definitely not proven to be a guy that can take a team and bring them up a, lot, a notch by himself. He's not a Deshaun Watson. Um, you know, he's not, he's not a Dak Prescott in my opinion. Like he's, uh, he's exceptionally average. And I think that Stafford is going to actually, Stafford might be might have maybe his second best year of his career coming up because people forget he threw for five thousand yards when he was a young and when he was throwing to to Metron out there. So um, I, I like the trade for L.A. now um, and Detroit. Whatever, man, Mr. Detroit. Vaughn, uh, number five loves you. Who's number five? Who's number five? You see the comments, uh, Nia Marshall, please. His number five. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's one of my offsprings. She, she better, <laughs> lo she better love me. <laughs> that was, that was exactly. That's the youngest one of them. Five? She better love me. 
We can get into that later. <laughs> I got three. I can't imagine five. I got five. She get. She's still getting payments. She better love me. <laughs> As a Clemson alum, Deshaun's price tag is too high. Yeah. Um. So I I think that the deal is. I mean, the Rams don't get a first round draft pick for seven years. They haven't had a first round pick since golf was a first round pick. They basically been treated I mean, they, right. It's almost um, like golf skewed them out for first round picks. Um, Bond doing more than cutting keys. I'm sitting here <laughs> trying to while y'all ch- chopping it up. I'm sitting here trying to get in and know because I hate to be the oldest one in this group with the least bit of input. Like, <laughs> so I'm, I'm sitting here while y'all carrying on. I'm trying to get in the know. There you go. There you go. Because um, I, I got think, several. I got several. You know, real close friends in Detroit, and you know, when you're talking about the D, you you got to be talking about it. So there you go. Yeah, I'm I mean, trying to one, get in the know. One point in time, they were like. Franchise, and you had Barry, then you had the Megatron days. But I think the trade probably at this point is probably going to benefit the Rams because Stafford's not a bad quarterback and he's got a decent team behind him. All he has to do at this point is his gunsling, right? So it'll be interesting to see what happens. I mean, I'm not, it's not big news right now just because of the simple fact that we're going on the Super Bowl and we got. Two better quarterback options getting ready to play this weekend, right? Um, what's next? So this happened. This happened in E's backyard, right? Uh, <laughs> oh, this is a, I was in the A, but we'll take. Oh, that was an A, right? Okay, this is courtside care. This is courtside care right here, right? So during the Lakers uh, Hawks game, you see LeBron kind of going back and forth with somebody in the crowd, right? And everybody always assumes it's going to be a guy, right? But then when the camera pans, is this this lady right here, right? Um, but apparently her and her husband, or her husband and LeBron were going back and forth, and he must have said something that cut real deep, and she got involved. And at this point, I mean, first of all, I forgot that this was we were in a pandemic, and they got fans in the in the crowd, right? And he got, I mean, this is just entertaining. I really don't care one way or another about it, but this is this is top headline news, right? It's all over the place. This is head, this is headline every news, you know, platform. Uh, anybody got any comment on this? I, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring the old school to the mix. So, I saw I follow this chick on um, Instagram, Facebook, all of that. Tanya TKO. And anytime your 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 woman has got to be the, be your defender that says something about you. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm just saying, I'm old school. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So when I looked at it, as I follow it, what what I see is she trying to get her. Th- she she trying to get her three minutes of fame. Absolutely. Absolutely. And if I was her guy, I would be like, uh, just chill. Let me handle this. But that's the old school. There I'm you old. go, right? 
Um, you got another Mimi Marshall. Most definitely, he's the key to all of his daughter's hearts. <laughs> I can't see these comments. You can't? Okay. Yeah, we're well, right can't. here. Um, and I think we'll do this one. So, uh, y'all gonna have to pardon my French, but in dumbass nigga news. So, this the, I mean, you moved on. I didn't get none of the rest of the fellas' input on that whole thing. They, they do. <laughs> LeBron they did like, the right thing. He he carried it the right way. I haven't yeah. seen any uh anything after that, but he carried it the right way. Yeah. I Thank mean, you. I and, appreciate it. And it's Bron. I mean, if he wants her gone, he wants to go. I mean, it was, it was just entertainment story. She was gone. She got escorted out. Right. You know, she did her white privilege card didn't get played. Good Absolutely. night. Oh, yeah. Not over Bron. Good night. <laughs> The thing so with this it, right here, okay. The, the thing with it though, right, is it was the interview afterwards where Brown was like, I don't think they should have been kicked out. And it was only because yep. it uh it was just a back and forth. Now she escalated it by getting up and pointing and doing all of this and all of that. But <clears throat> even if old boy was just sitting there and they was going back and forth, that, that happens anywhere. Hell, that happens when you and your boys go play ball and the cats are sitting on the on the bench waiting to play. That's what they doing. You know, but she escalated it and she didn't, you know, she wanted to pop off and act like, you know, her weave was, you know, worth something. And that was when they said, oh, no, you got to go because now you're trying to upstage the situation. Right. Yeah. She was trying to get her three minutes. Yeah, I mean, you bring it too much, too much attention to something that didn't even need to be all of that. And mm -hmm. because, now you got to go. And she was like, LeBron got us kicked out when he was like, I didn't tell him to get kicked out. But she didn't have her mask on like. Put your mask right. on, Shorty. Like, you can't be. Exactly. Like, we ain't playing that she right is. now. And even Brian hit him with the, I noticed that she didn't have her mask on while she was yelling. I hope the refs and everybody who was close, because then now they're going to be looking at her real goofy if something comes back and somebody tests positive because she was out there being real reckless. But again, Absolutely. it's because LeBron was yelling at her man. So let's just. I'm, I'm looking at him. When she was carrying on like that, I mean, I don't know. Y'all got wives, girlfriends, booze, chicks on the side. I'm but married. I'm like, if I'm old school, I mean, I'm just not going to have my my significant other carrying on like that. You know what I'm saying? Not not in that, in that type of setting. I mean, I'm going to support her if she's like, you know. Uh, I but mean, I'm going to be like, look, I got this. Look, let me get let me get this. I Bro, got this. And Relax. when's the last time anybody's been to a game and you don't cut up? I mean, it's not like people going to games all the time here. So, um, oh, yeah. I haven't been out of my house since last June. Just yeah. kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but I haven't been to a game in forever. Yeah. No. So, but I, I mean, just me personally, if I was out a show or whatever, a carnival, you know, a juggling act, a corner act, and my significant other, you know, I just believe that me as the man is, I, I'm supposed to play a role. And if I'm going back and forth with a dude, then, you know, I'm just like, folks need to play their positions. Absolutely. But that's just me. I'm old school, man. I mean, I, I know it's a little different for you, for y'all, especially, uh, you know, if, the woman has to be assertive. Assertive. Wow. Yeah. And that's just I, me. I'd heard a rumor about her, her guy too. I'd heard he was at one point the spokesman for a 
um, the blue pill, but I don't, I don't know. So I, I didn't bring that up because I couldn't find nothing to verify that. Um, I mean, LeBron I, lifted it up, saying he was the steroid queen. Sit your steroid ass down. And that's the look that building. That's the other. Yeah, um, so, so uh, who this is Uzi, right? I, I get yeah, all these these, these little rappers and uh, mixed up. So this dude, I guess he's gonna start a, a trend, and he got what is it? A quarter of a million? Uh, I don't know how much it's worth, but the dude 24. got a diamond, twenty-four million. Got that vision, <laughs> and planted in the middle of his head, right? And in this picture, right, you can see the blood dripping down. You can see the blood dripping down, and this look. I, I don't know. Is it I mean, still in there? Did he get it removed? Does anybody know? It's still there. He not getting that removed. He said this he is his prized possession. Like this specific diamond, he's been paying off since 2017, and it is. Someone tweeted at him and asked him what is his like most prized possession, and he said this diamond. Like that joint's not going anywhere, and he said that it's the champ. Of him losing it if it's anger or a chain or something. Does anyone else in the world have anything like this? Like, have y'all ever heard of anything like this before? No, not not on this level. But there are people out there that have um they've gotten studs and stuff and embedded on it. Like whether like I know. Well, I think it's a cat out here in LA that got something like he got um, uh, I think he got like studs on his on his on his knuckles or some something, something like that. Like it's it's just some weird stuff. But that's more or less, like I said, not us, if you right. will. You know, that's just uh, going into this because uh, this this probably this beats out any face tattoo that any rapper ever got at this point. This is just the oh, this is stupid. I mean, now I you know what to know. go for. Now you know what to go for. It's right there on his forehead. I don't know. What's his name out of New Orleans? That was with Wayne. Baby. Lil Wayne. Wayne. Yes. That's some face tattoos for you. Right. <laughs> Wayne went from being the lady killer to being the gremlin. I mean, he can get all that lazed off. That diamond, though, that that's um, that's a that's a for show sure bounty on your head at any given moment. <laughs> yeah, that's the part that I don't get, man. Like what? Listen to this. Someone's lasers not gonna save none of that. If Lil Wayne went in right now and did laser on his face, he's he would still look like he should be under a bridge scaring children. <laughs> I'm just saying. So he can laser that on his face. Uh, I just think if any that, one of my daughters would have at that, they would get disavowed. <laughs> I just think that, I mean, when you start doing face tattoos, like you, you really put yourself in a bracket of only certain type of jobs, and rap careers don't last long, and not everybody's in the league, right? But right. I, I got one thing to say about this, and we can we can transition into uh, black business series. Is when I when I look at this, the first thing I, when I heard the story was Dave Chappelle. They should have never gave you niggas money. That's exactly what I'm thinking right there. It's ridiculous. So, with that said, 
uh, we are. We're here doing our Black Business Series. And tonight, let's get rid of this. Tonight we have Mr. Vaughn Marshall from the Little Key Shop joining us tonight. Welcome, Vaughn. Hello, everybody. So, black old black operated. There you go. So I'm going to kick off the first round of questions. Um, how have you been doing during this pandemic? So the interesting thing about the pandemic as it relates to the locksmith business, you know, um, people are still getting out. They're still losing their keys. They're still getting locked out. I mean, I haven't missed a beat since the pandemic. I wouldn't say business is better, but, you know, it, it's been pretty consistent. You know, nothing's changed. I mean, the locksmith business is considered essential. You know what I'm saying? So when they, when DCs stopped having folks moving, we were still able to move because people were still getting locked out. You know, they were still losing their keys, cars, homes, still getting locked out of their homes. So the pandemic really didn't affect me business-wise. So my study is cars. If people are going to get in their cars, they're going to get locked out and lose their keys. And that's pretty much, you know, what I made my business for the last 28 years. Locked out, lowest keys business. Nice. So, since you um, your focus is on um, on cars, like how has that changed as cars have become like more technology driven? Some of them don't even have keyholes. Like, are you are you able to kind of work within the newer technology cars? Absolutely. So the reason why, so I've been in the business for twenty eight years. Um, you know, I was actually in the business when the whole transponder key security key came into existence and and despite the fact that it it, it evolves constantly tesla and other companies where you can use your phone and you don't physically have a key those it's like these electronic locks even though you can push the button or open them with your phone they're still mechanical and as long as there's some mechanical components to these locks, I'm always be in the business. There's always going to be somebody. There's always going to have to be somebody to come out and service the mechanical part of and the electronic part for that, for that, you know, for the most part. Um, so even, even though the business has evolved, you know, a locksmith today has got to evolve with the business and, I've had no choice. I've been in it longer than most of the folks here have been alive. You must be talking about the ones in the comments section. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I can't see the comments section. <laughs> I'll let you know everybody who you see a face on here definitely older than some 20 anything. So, but um, like, oh, I guess it, what initially got you into the lock business and, and what was it that you know, that kept you going for like the 28 years and never pivot to something else? So that's a really good question because I went to school to take x-rays and I took x-rays in the in the uh, late 80s and early 90s. And I worked over D.C. General when I first got out of x-ray school. And that was like doing the height of the cocaine craze. And it was D.C. General and 
X-rays. Oh my God, it was a nightmare. If you if you've ever seen Mash, and I, I mean I know that's a little dated, but if you ever seen Mash, it was trauma, blood and guts every night. So I got out of doing X-rays in 1993, and and I barely got left the DC. DC General with my sanity, and I was like, I don't know what I'm gonna do. So I answered the ad in the Washington Post. Guy was looking for automotive locks, you know, looking for an automotive locksmith trainee. I called him. I said, Look, I don't know anything about locksmithing. I can name all 206 bones in the body and the joint spaces between them. He wasn't impressed, but he said, I'm gonna put you with my best guys. And I'm going to teach you, they're, they're going to teach you how to pick locks, make keys, repair, install. And I worked for him for six years. And eventually, I, you know, I decided I was going to try to do my own thing. So I didn't pick locksmithing. They picked me. Nice. So uh, when I say it picked me, is once I was introduced to it, I didn't realize that I could become good at it. And, and I, you know, the Aries Alpha in me is not going to allow me to work for somebody else. So in 28 years, I've built the the um, probably the only, no, not probably, I'm the only automotive locksmith physical location in, D, in, the D, in D.C. right now. So and I specialize in cars. I've been doing it for two. If you go to the dealer, you'll, they can't make your key or they can't repair your lock, then I'm I'm that guy. So um, I have a physical location, a little key shop, um, 650 Pennsylvania Avenue in D.C., Eastern Market. I created that to give customers someplace else to go besides the dealership. I call the dealer the dealer the the uh, stealership because absolutely the dealers about it. absolutely had, yeah they've had the they've had the monopoly on the automotive locksmith business for years and so customers need to have someplace else to go beside the stealership and that's what I that's what I hope to create in the little key shop in DC on Pennsylvania so I don't have any competition it's just me Nice. So, so if you if you need a replacement key fob, can we go? We can go directly to you. Absolutely. You can. This is our motto. We are twenty percent less the dealership and a hundred percent less the aggravation. Bet. Because if you go to the dealer, they gonna get you. Because they their thoughts are that you there's no place else you can go. And and it, you know if you had to go. To, you had a 2018, 2017 Toyota RAV4. If you went to the dealership tomorrow and tried to have that key replaced, first of all, there are so many different types of keys. The dealer is not stocking them. So you, you go in, you go to the service department, you, you, they'll, you, you have to pay for the key, they'll order it. It's going to take a day or so to get because you know we live in a, a world where everything is overnight. So if you go in early enough on Monday, they could have your key on Tuesday, but you got to pay for it up front. And then they're going to, um, when it comes in, then you got to make an appointment in service to get it programmed. So, I mean, going to the dealership, you, you, you're going to get your pockets hit. Hey, you're going to, you, you got to dedicate a whole door to get a whole day, excuse me, 
to getting it done. Because when you go through service, I mean, you can bring your car in there at 6.30 in the morning and 4 o'clock your car is still sitting out back. Because they're not going to take a technician off a, a $2,000 transmission replacement to make your $100 key. So uh, at the little key shop, you can come in. Most keys we're going to have in stock. Most, if we have to order it, we can get it the next day. And you can wait while we program it. Nice. So, gotta, and, uh, I'm just about to get into Mercedes and BMW and some of that high dollar stuff. You know, I'm, I'm uh, just waiting for the uh, demand. Your friend Elena uh, asked a question. How do you feel about getting key fobs on Amazon? So you can buy keys off of Amazon. You run the risk. You know, I have a, a poster on, my, on the wall in my key shop. In business, you get it three ways. Good, fast, and cheap. You get to pick two. The third one you don't get. Mm -hmm. So if you're getting it off of Amazon, it is cheap. And it's fast. Guess what? It's not <laughs> working good. Oh, okay. <laughs> so in my right. shop, though, I'm the only place you can go because you can't take that stuff to the dealership because the dealership, you got to buy from them. They're not going to program the stuff you buy off of Amazon. So that's the other thing that I've created in the little key shop. You can order that stuff off of Amazon and bring it to us. Which we, we have all of the diagnostic equipment that they have at the dealership. And I got 28 years more than the fool in the parts department, in the service department at, at the dealership. So you can bring that stuff to us. We'll we'll try to we'll attempt to program it. And if it doesn't program, then you know, we can sell you some stuff that's definitely gonna work. So that's the upside to what we do. Wow. Are you a uh, 24 hour service? We are 24 hour service. Y'all mind. <laughs> so we're 24 hours emergency service, but we have business hours. We're open from 10 a.m. to 10 a.m. to 7 every day except Saturday and Sunday. We're open 10 a.m. to 5 on Saturday and we're closed on Sunday because I, I need to be, you know, getting my happy hour on, on Sunday. <laughs> What uh what do you consider emergency? What, what what qualifies for emergency? So if you see if you ever seen my shop or my van, we we open twenty three hours for emergency service. Yep. Yeah, I why, got, is um, 20, why is it twenty three hours instead of twenty four? I need an hour to be able to say no. I can't get that. <laughs> Thanks. Next year it's gonna be twenty two hours. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Y'all see these actually, glasses? I'm old. Yep. Vaughn actually came to my house and cut a key out of his van at my house. So, like, if, if yeah, that that's I had never seen that done before. I mean, I don't know if there's anybody else doing that, but I know he came to the house once and he cut a key for a Honda Pilot right outside the house in the van, and it was uh, incredible. It didn't have to go anywhere. Yep. Wow. Right at your house. So, yep. is any have you seen? I've never seen anybody else doing it out of the van. Like, are you one of the only ones that kind of can can give you that service straight out so, the van? Nope. Twenty eight years ago, I was one of few, but 
you know, like other businesses, once people realize there's money in those these types of business, right now in the locksmith business, residential, commercial, and automotive, there, there are a lot of fly-by-nights out there right now. So if you went to your phone and Google locksmith, probably the first five people that come up first in your Google search, they're not locksmiths. There are only four licensed locksmiths in D.C., four. And when I say license, license means you went through DCRA and, and you know, you paying taxes. You got, you know, you, you're a legitimate business. Most of what you get when you go to the Internet is fly by nights and people who are just bought a balling. There's no such thing as a $19 locksmith. So if you Google 20, you go to your phone and you Google locksmith close to me and, and some $19 or $25 stuff pop up. It's th Those are call centers trying to get your $19. Those are folks that have bought up the internet marketing and all they trying to get is that $19. So you're going to get some Middle Eastern person that's going to come out. I had a customer a couple of weeks ago who an elderly lady blocks from my shop. She called me one night and I missed her call and she called another locksmith. She had a locksmith come out and drill out two locks and charge them six, $600. Two locks that I would have had more trouble picking my nose than picking those locks. <laughs> wow. They charged her $600 to drill out two locks. So you gotta be real careful what you get when you Google locksmith near me. You know, you 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 can ask them, well, where are you located? And they'll say, you know, we're gonna send somebody out. I've had companies call me and ask me if I'm interested in running their stuff. So those are call centers. You gotta be careful when you're trying to get a locksmith nowadays. So well, that, that brings up that's a good transition. All right. Is it just you? Do you have uh, any employees under you? Well, I have two guys that I trained up, and they've been in the business for 20 years. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're seasoned locksmiths and also people that I trust and rely on because I, I don't just send anybody out on my stuff because locksmithing is an integrity-based business. And, and, and being a small black business, um, you know, we got to be extra in providing services to folks because, I mean, people, you'll go to McDonald's and get cold fries. You'll go in and complain about the cold fries, but you ain't going to stop eating McDonald's fries. But in small black <laughs> businesses, if you get, you know, if folks get have a bad black, small business, black business, biz, um, small black business problem they they they'll swear off small black businesses they like mm, i had a bad experience and i'm just like not using small black businesses anymore so so you got to be careful and we and you know as a small black business you got to bring your a game all the time if you google the uh, little key shop and look at some of my, some of our Google reviews. You'll see we probably have one or two less than favorable reviews, and it'll be because people couldn't get the business. 
they they came by and I was out on the service call. Look at them. You'll see. Because we, <laughs> as a small black business, we got to bring our A game all the time. There's yeah, no day off. Do, do you have any stories of, you know, a really tough job and kind of talk about, you know, what you learned in that and how you apply it to your business today? Well, so when people talk about how good I am, I'm I'm good because of the mistakes that I made. Cause and and that's that's not just in the locksmith business. That's in life. If you if you made mistakes, so, so this is my model, and I'm trying to get it on button t-shirts and and caps and all of that. You got to live, learn, and grow. So if you're living and not learning and not growing, then you know you're going to be an old fool. So I've gotten to where I am in this business because of the mistakes that I've made, because I've made the mistakes and I've learned from them and I've grown from them. So that's most of what's made me really good at what I do. I mean, I, I was featured in the Washington Post, August 13th, 1999, three pages, keys for the city. I could look that up. I mean, I've been to the White House twice. I mean, I, I never thought that I would be this person in the locksmith business. I mean, my background is x-rays, bones, and joint space. <laughs> so I never thought that I would be where I am today. Is there a, uh, is there an error to the, to the business when, when you decide to walk away from it? So, you know, I have five daughters and I, you know, I, I would have liked to pass it on to them. Um, my biggest, my biggest, I, I don't even know the word to give it is I haven't been able to train or bring someone else into business with the same drive and integrity and determination that I've had. I mean, my, you know, if you have kids, I mean, when I think about the businesses that have gone under Hackingers and Dodd Drugs, it's because the, the offsprings didn't have the drive that the founders had. So one of my daughters was like, yeah, she was the most Chrissy one of my daughters actually embraced the business like I never expected. I mean, she would come in six inch heels and pencil skirts <laughs> but she can identify key 10 times better than me so in fact one of them um is calling me right now talking about don't mention me <laughs> <laughs> shut, shut it up <laughs> can y'all hear my phone ringing that's one of the daughters <laughs> You're saying too much. Yes, it's been a great ride. It really has. You know, like I say, 28 years I've been in. You know, I managed to, you know, get recognized. And I, you know, I'm, I'm one. I understand why black folks don't, you know, just kind of steer clear of the whole entrepreneurship thing because it's a lot of work. You know, it's not, it's not, it's not peaches and cream. It's long hours and that you know going in when you don't want to i mean 9 15 people are at my shop standing out of my shop you know stressing me out about three dollar keys so what is it then when i'm so, trying to have my 
coffee and listen to my hair grow. So you, you, I mean, you talk about it that you know, the entrepreneurship isn't for everybody, and why, why black people are scared. Like, what is it about it that motivates you? Well, the, the motivation is, is it's nothing like working for yourself. Nothing. I mean, it's a whole different type of grind, but it's it, it it's rewarding. I mean, I'm trying to imagine what it would be like for me nowadays to try to go fill out an application. I, I wouldn't even be able to recognize it. I'm like, what is this? Mm. Your daughter's a comment in, in the comment section. You have to put the plate back and watch the conversation that's going on with your daughter. They said what? Your, your daughter's at the comment all through this comment section. And uh, yeah, you might just go play it back when it's all said and done. And see what you're oh yeah, I'm sure it's gonna be funny. Uh, my daughters are hilarious. Let me move back to my desk. Any questions? Y'all got questions? <laughs> the comment section. Is so funny. Uh, good old pops. Uh, we, we we missed you, Eric. Uh, it's been a couple weeks. Uh, Maybe break character. I don't even know where I'm at right now. All right, let me see. Um, so 27 years of business, right? And their business had to be done differently back then, apparently, to what it is now. Because now you have social media, you've got all these different platforms to just advertise your business on. So are you partaking in any of this this? social media, just this free advertising that you can do that you couldn't do necessarily at the beginning of the business. You're on mute. You got to unmute, Vaughn. You're on mute. So 28 years ago, you know, there wasn't no internet. So it was the, it was the uh, one book in the yellow pages. And I spend a ton of money. Oh no! Oh come on! Well, <laughs> <laughs> wait a So, the one thing that I learned is don't don't do martinis during the podcast. <laughs> This is how give me another <laughs> So, 28 years. Can everybody just calm down? No. This is, this no. Is, this is classic, man. Go ahead, man. My girl just said, uh, are you still muted? No. <laughs> but I'm out the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> Anyhow, 28 years ago, there was only the um, yellow pages in the one book. And I spent five thousand a month in Yellow Page and One Book advertisement, and I killed them. I, I, I mean, the first ten years I killed them. The Yellow Page and the One Book. So my biggest problem right now in the business is is marketing is different. So if you not you if you not social media internet marketing savvy, then it's going to be hard for you to make it. And that's my biggest drawback right now. I don't, 
you know, what, what's the use in having $80,000 worth of equipment in my shop in 28 years of experience if don't nobody know I'm there? You know what I'm saying? Right. So think about all of the nobody wants to take their car to the dealership. Nobody. You know, mo in most cases, they don't care about what it's going to cost to do, but they don't want to be all day doing it. You know what I'm saying? You, yeah, I you think that's the the right there. You know what I'm saying? You go to the dealership, you take your car, you you think you smart, and you get up extra early in the morning, you had your coffee and all of that, you kicked the dog and rubbed the wife and went to the dealership at 6.30 thinking you going, you know, you got there early, you're going to get your car done. Three o'clock, you go around the back of your car, is still there. So at my shop, if you come in and we have your key in stock, I want to say within 20 minutes to an hour, you're going to have your key and be on your way. Nice. You're going to save 20% less the dealer and the 100% less the aggravation is that you didn't have to sit in in the service in the, in the what do you call it, waiting room, eight hours, watching Springer, drinking shitty coffee while your key was being programmed. We're going to get you in and out. Yeah, most people don't even know. Like, I didn't know that you couldn't, that you didn't have to go to the dealership to go get a DuPont. So, yep, I had my customers come in and tell me about how the dealer told them they they the only person can right. program their key. I was programming keys before the dealer. Nice. And the hardest thing nowadays is that, like you said, that fob, all these computerized, you know, keyless entry kind of things. And most of the time, when you get like a used car that has it only come with one key. Yep. Even the newer cars are coming with one key because the manufacturers don't want to spend money to do two. They like so. This whole transponder thing came into play around in everyday cars in 1997. Three cars: the the the, the Dodge Neon, the Honda Accord, which was the most stolen car in America. Dodge Neon Honda Accord, and it was uh, Dodge Neon Honda Accord, and the Ford. Ford, those three were the first everyday car manufacturers for the transponder. It started in 1997. It started because the Honda Accord was the most popular, the number one car being stolen in America. Number one. And it was number one because the, the lock housing was made out of aluminum. I mean, aluminum will crack like a like a eggshell if you hit it with a screwdriver and a hammer. No, I would like to have another martini. She talking about she trying to give me water. Where do you do that at? Anyhow, so the manufacturers, so the insurance company said to the manufacturers, if you don't figure out a way to prevent these cars from being stolen, then the customers are not going to be able to afford them. And there you have it. There comes the transponder and the keys. And so that's how it began. And by 2000, 2000 2005, almost all cars had some kind of transponder. And when I say people think when I'm talking, when I say transponder, they're thinking about the remotes and keys. That's not the transponder part. It's a little 
chip inside the key that without the ignition in the car reading that chip, the car is not going to start. So you can break out the ignition, but the car is not going to start. So that's what transponder is. So I have customers come in my shop all the time and they can't understand why it is they 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 used to paying three dollars for their key and now that three dollar key is a hundred dollars so the the manufacturer the the manufacturers didn't trip off it because they were they they're going to pass the cost off to the consumer you dig what i'm saying so yes your key is a hundred dollars we gonna you gotta pay that we we're gonna put in the technology but you're gonna pay for the keys so you can actually buy late model cars today that will only have one key. Yep. Yes, you can. We got a question for you. The question is, uh, where do you hail? Past Master Corner here, Fellowship Lodge number 26 is asking. Hiram number four. Prince Hall, Hiram number four, D.C. There you go. And then your daughters are still. Um, we need My visuals. Be carrying on. <laughs> Look, we need visuals. We need to podcast prep you. <laughs> Let's stay on topic. Can everybody <laughs> just calm down? Everybody. Um, but no. uh, I gave you some homework to do. Um, and we talked about it a little earlier. Let me, as we get ready to transition. I asked you um, if we give everybody, we ask everybody the, the top three albums and their top three uh, movies of all time. So we're going to start with your movies and then we'll go to your albums. Me? Yep. The, the album I'm going to mention, nobody's ever heard of, and you're not even going to be able to find it. Okay. Jared Scott, uh, Image of You. Is okay. the song on that album, and if you um, if you um, old school, old school um, what was that? Mel- Melvin Lindsay did. The Quiet Storm, old old school Quiet Storm. You'll be able to find that. Nice. We got a DJ on the in the, uh, in the podcast. He he might have it. If he if he play that before I go, I'm. <laughs> I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be his biggest and newest fan. There you go. Um, okay. So what about what about the movie? Movies, um, movies, movies. I'm a movie person. I've seen a lot of great movies. Uh, the Wiz. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Can everybody just calm down? Um, what was the one with the with the uh? I can't even remember the name of the movie. Yeah, skip me. I'm slow. <laughs> and I'm uh, on two martinis. <laughs> All right, there you go. All right, so uh, hold on. Before we, before we do that, let's 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 think. Let's think Vaughn uh, real quick. All right. So if you just tuning in, we uh, have our black business series tonight with the little key shop and. Mr. Vaughn Marshall sat down with us tonight. So, Vaughn, thank you for joining us for our Black Business Series. Thank you for having me. Thank you, uh, Real talk. I've really enjoyed this. Um, this is probably one of the the best shows we've done in the long time, the funniest shows. It's really good. Um, 
And that's what that's the reason why we're doing black business series, because you you never know what's in your backyard. You never know somebody you sit next to, walking down the street next to, they have a business, they need support, or they're the, the best at their craft. Right? You don't have to go to a dealership and pay eight hundred four hundred plus dollars to get quality service and something that works. And someone that could potentially come to your house and do it for you. So but again, uh, we want to thank Vaughn for joining us tonight, Vaughn. Thank you very much. Thank and you. Now, and now from here, let me check your property. <laughs> All right. So uh Vaughn, uh, this this segment right here, usually uh Claire would have got it gave me a little introduction as I typically uh, piss people off uh, with this segment. Um, this is that moment of, you know, I have a strong opinion about things, right? And it's very hard to knock me off of that stance. Uh, this week, as you can see uh, below, boom, right there, right? That the jalapeno chip flavor, <laughs> understand when I say flavor, is the best chip flavor out there. Don't talk to me about no barbecue chips because them shits is trash. Don't talk to me about no cheddar, nothing, all of that. Now, you may have a close second with, you know, maybe sour cream and onion, but you know, breath going to be on, you know, on mark after that. Uh, so my thing is, can nobody talk me down from saying that jalapeno flavored chips is the best flavor out there? I'd argue anybody down right now. Salt and pepper. Get out of here. <laughs> the jalapeno, baby. Jalapeno all day. Jalapeno is great, but I think that if I had only have one chip for the rest of my life, it might be those hints of lime Tostitos. Oh, oh there you go. But you got to have the hint of lime with the right stuff, though, but I'm just waiting for them um, to pull out the uh, the scoops. Once they do some hint of lime scoops, the game is over. I know they're just yeah. keeping it in the vault for when their stock drops and they need something to boost. Up. I, might, I might, I might, I might have to send those out there. I, I think, I think the West Coast already got that out here. So yeah, wait, they're, they're not feel feeding us out here on the east. None of y'all feeling rap snacks? Get, get off. Put your, put your, <laughs> put your mic on. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. No. I'm gonna support it because it they they doing a thing. But what, okay, what about the the crab chips? The old bay chip. You're not feeling those either, bro. Why that that's seafood? I want I want to eat an actual seafood that tastes like that has the old bay seasoning. I don't want to eat a chip that that tastes like I should be eating seafood. Like what are we talking about right now? <laughs> Marley potato chips. <laughs> no, no, pops. Look, pops. Those are fire. Those are a close second. But again, a lot of people don't. A lot of people taste buds ain't ready for that. They they don't get me wrong. The salt and pepper is cool, but it's see for real. It's got to be the salt with the cracked black exactly. pepper. Exactly. Those. Right. Where there was only plain and barbecue. <laughs> we elevated from that. We elevated from that. And it was just I don't cook. Hey, the crack well, pepper and the sea salt. I'll tell you this: your third martini tastes better with these jalapeno chips than other barbecue. After my third martini, it ain't gonna matter what it tastes like. 
those those hint of limes might bring out the flavor of that martini. Mm, the third martini, it ain't gonna matter. Real talk. Um, I'm with you though, E. I you like just, you. Just sneak a OG after that. <laughs> 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 a blood chip. <laughs> yeah, he, uh, he he must not adapt it to the, the crab. Bill pickles. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's the interesting thing about y'all. But I come up in an era where I didn't need my phone to take pictures. <laughs> you dig what I'm saying? <laughs> so I, I don't need my barbecue chips to taste like pickles. I feel it. See, that's what I mean. We elevated the the you know the, the flavors, but like they was getting out of pocket when they was you know. Okay, don't get me wrong. Elevators. When they were doing the collabs with like people were coming up with you know what combinations that you know you feeling like that was cool, but then it started to get totally out of pocket where you were just putting two things together just to say, but that's what you're supposed to eat with the chip. You're supposed to get the chip and then put it with something so you get that combination of flavor. Not now the chip got all the combinations, you just snacking on them. Like I, I don't know. Y'all got bored with a barbecue chip. Really? Nah. You know what? You know what it was. I'm gonna be honest with you, and I'm gonna have everybody on here be go ahead and go ahead and speak to it. They started changing up the flavor of the barbecue chip when they started putting that fake shit in there, and then now it don't taste the same. If it wasn't the yeah. us potato chips, other than that, the us barbecue. Name another chip bag that had the barbecue taste like that. None. I'm about to go. I like don't care what going. none of y'all say. I'm going like y'all going with the with the old bay. Like I don't want barbecue chips. I want a rib. You know what I'm mean? saying? Like, <laughs> I don't want no chips. Screw that chip. Give me a rib. Exactly. I get it. I'm there. I'm with you on that one. Yes, I don't need my. Yo, I don't need my so, chips to taste like crabs. I need crabs to taste like crabs. Right. So, E, is it just this brand? Because I've the Utz brand. First of all, a kettle chip is amazing. I, I like the crunch. But um, I think Utz has a jalapeno chip too. That's that's pretty dope. So I agree. It's no, it's all around the flavor. Don't get me wrong. There's some jalapeno ones out there that are just like whatever. But this Miss Vicky's brand right here. It, it holds down the actual, you get the spice and the seasoning and the chip and you get a crunch where you get, so it's all three. You don't just fall into it for the flavor, but the chips be trash. Uh, and again, it kind of has a little bit of that kettle feel to it. Oh, y'all got to bring me back. I got to try that chip and y'all bring me back on three martinis so I can really <laughs> tell, tell you what that shit, tell you what that tastes like. Three martini reviews. That could be a new segment. There you go, Vaughn. You know what? Go, you know what goes good with martini chips.
All right, so that, that was a good segue. Oh, by the way, everybody that's watching, real quick, um, if you're new to the show, uh, we are sneakerheads, uh, and so we, we gave our sneakers its own portion. But uh, this is important right here. This is where you can find us at. Um, these are all the platforms, but most importantly, since you are watching on YouTube, please like and subscribe to our channel. You don't have to come back, but like and subscribe to, and help us to try and get monetized. Let's try to do something. But um, yeah, so again, we're on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, SoundCloud, Spotify now, Google Play, iTunes. That's uh, We Are Something Else Podcast or WRSE Podcast. Um, so again, I want to thank everybody for joining. Uh, again, if you're new to the show. All right, all right. So I'm not gonna do that anymore. But uh, so we always start off with a copper drop. Uh, so CB, what we got this week? Ooh, yeah. So um, these are releasing T Mac twos. Um, they're basically uh, one of the most popular Tracy McGrady shoes of all time, um, and so. They're basically doing a re-release um, in the all-star colorways that he has. So you got the blue. There's also one that's in red, um, patent leather. These aren't the shoes he was wearing when he dropped, what was that, like 13 points in 35 seconds. But, you know, these are, in my opinion, these were the best T-Max shoes. Um, these are the ones that I think of um, from back in the day. Um I don't know if I will cop immediately, but it's something that I'll keep my eye on as far as like restocks and stuff go. Gotcha. Um, so, so Vaughn, this we go around and we ask everybody if you had the opportunity, cop them. Would you would you would you put this in your collection or drop them? In and hell no, nah, I'm not putting these in the collection. I'll answer mine so, next. But, so y'all y'all know I'm old school, so that's. You know that's not my style. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna look at those on y'all feet and be like, ooh, <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. I'm gonna be like, yeah, that's all right. Get it in. Like when I look at these straight legs on y'all nowadays. You just straight carry everybody on the on the bike. <laughs> Can everybody just calm down? Skinny oh, jeans, yeah, I love them on y'all. But my twelves ain't going through those. There you go. Uh, CB, what's the price point on this? Do we know? Um, they. I don't have the price, but they're dropping on the twelfth. That's the the drop date is the twelfth, but. Yeah. Um, they're not, uh, it, it's not, I don't think it's like a Jordan retro or something where it's going to be like 170 and up, you know, it's not going to, I don't think it's as cheap as the dunks, you know, that are 100 or 110. I think uh, the price range somewhere in the middle there. Uh, yeah, I'm dropping those. It's been a while since I dropped something, but I'm dropping. Um, I didn't like when Adidas was doing the, the space shoe, but I didn't like the Kobe's like the only the crazy eights, but I didn't like the, the other ones. Uh, and the knees right here, it just it doesn't seem comfortable as a basketball shoe. Uh, and you would think like that that goes into a whole nother topic of like 
premier athletes in their signature shoes like being horrible. But yeah, I'm dropping E. Yeah, I'm dropping those just because I don't want to get shot out here. So uh, with them all blue shoes on. <laughs> <laughs> they got red ones too, E. And and all red ones I can wear where I where I'm at, and I'll be all right. But not those. Uh, nah, but nah, that's a drop. I mean, those are like I'm, maybe a restock just to have, like to say it's in the collection, just you know, for the the athlete that he was. But I mm -hmm. not rocking them anywhere. Right. Yes. Yeah, we, we don't have we don't do enough T Mac appreciation, man, for like the brilliance of that dude on the court. It's a drop for me for the shoe, but it's a just a cop for just T Mac and his career. Like he he was just incredible, man. And and if you didn't get a chance to see him play, you know what I mean. Yeah. You definitely missed something special. Um, so I I kind of salute it from Fast. just the, the the standpoint of. Continuing yes. to, you know what I mean, talk about his legacy because he was just a, a brilliant dude on the court, man. Yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, so from there, we got our um, so uh, CB. You want to go first since you're in the in the bubble, in the in the big box. Yeah. There you go. So, um, it's not always about the joints that are, you know, a few hundred bucks or that we had to enter into like some crazy, you know, raffle for the right to buy them. Um, these joints I, uh, ah. I, I got for like $27. Nice. But these are like busting these, these out. Show them again. Nice. I remember those. Um, yeah. Just because this is the kind of weather with the snow that we just got. This is how I was feeling. Like I needed like a Sherpa. Or something on there, and that's got like some of the details. Which you know, this is like a winter Asics, which I'm sure that some people didn't even know that they made those kinds of things. Yeah, is it like but, waterproof or anything? Um, they're not waterproof, but that's why I have the spray. Gotcha. So, um, but got yeah, rustoleum. Exactly, exactly. But yeah, these got like suede and stuff on there, which would totally get wrecked by regular moisture. So, um, I think they did this more for the aesthetic. But yeah, I would definitely be spraying these down before I actually rock them out. Nice, nice. Uh, Superfly, you come to play? Uh, nah, not tonight, fellas. Okay. There we go. All right, E. I'm hitting with the uh, right there. I'm hitting with the, the, the just some some classics. You can never go wrong. Uh, these are vans. These are actually a, a gift um, from a young queen that's uh, that knew that I was. Um, uh, that I that I'm into Rocco's modern life. Hey. So hey. you know, she uh she thought about me and uh got the 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 color scheme, the colorway of the Rocco modern life. Uh again, just a classic shoe, classic nice. Can't go wrong with it at all. Oh, oh is that was green and yellow, green and yeah. or yellow and blue. So it's uh it's a uh, green. It's like a two shades of green on this. Yeah, side. okay. And then, of course, the the blue with the purple on that one. Nice, nice. All three laces, or just one lace. Uh, just one lace. But you know, I thought about throwing, um, throwing a different lace in here, uh, based upon the the two different uh the two different sides of the colors. Right, right, right. Okay. All right, I'm bringing home, mm -hmm. fellas. Um, You're knocking it out the park, huh? You we'll know. See. 
We'll see. So he got he got the he got the bun on today. You know he's about to do it. <laughs> Finally got my hands. There it is. On on a pair of these. Um Dreamer twos. Yeah. So I got a question. Did you purchase those or those or did those come as a gift in the in the mail? You're gonna give up all my secrets on on live t on live TV. He got a gift. <laughs> Tell it to him, shame the devil. There you go, right? Uh, um, wow. Yeah. So don't for those who don't know, right? So those who don't know, these are uh, the Dreamer Twos. Uh, this is J Cole's second uh, shoe in his uh, signature series with Puma. And look, as we know, Puma has been. Oh, this is the bottom. Puma has, has has brought their way back into the game big time. Um, once since Jay took, I mean, when they went from a classic, almost just like a classic silhouette shoe, and then they tried to get Vince back in the day. Vince got bought out the contract. We know by Nike because those shoes were horrible. And then I think once they brought Jay Jay on as um, director of the athletic side of that shoe, like I think the whole line of shoes just changed. So I, I think that. Um, Puma's doing it big right now. And from there, what do you do? Just like Adidas did. Adidas was kind of lost for a while. And then you go get Pharrell. You go get Kanye. You get relatable people that people know. And then from there, like, it goes off. So I think that um, I try. They're, they're pretty comfortable, too. So hey, You know what well, would have uh, been a hard collab? What's that? Would have been a J. Cole and a Nip uh, Puma shoe. Sheesh. Yeah. 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 And you know what, don't yes, you know, you know, Cole is a is a huge. It was was friends with Nip, so don't. I mean, I wouldn't put that out of his mind as he would do a, a, a colorway, you know, with with the with the mar marathon something on it. So, like if he gets with Lauren or something to try to put that together, you know what I mean? I feel yeah. like they could totally, totally do something Crenshaw related. Like that would be amazing. Yeah, mm -hmm. definitely. Yes. Um, so. I want to thank again. I want to thank everybody for sitting in tonight, joining the show. Um, I want to thank Mr. Vaughn Marshall from the little group shop for joining thank us. You. Thank you, y'all. Thank um, you for having me. Here, look, here's all this social media, media right here lowkeyshop.com, uh, at the little key shop on all social media platforms. I know definitely IG. Uh, I think I seen it on Facebook too, Vaughn, right? You on Facebook? Yes. Facebook. Yeah. So, Instagram. Look, hit them up. You need them. People always looking for look, ways out of waiting at a dealership for your keys. Vaughn's gonna provide you service. Like I will go, we're gonna post all your stuff on our page, Vaughn, to to let people know where they can find you, um, and your contact that they ask for it. But uh, I want to thank everybody for watching. Uh, next week we are back with our Black Business Series again, and next week we're gonna have. Um, Face to Face by uh, Ebony Monique. Um, got a got a lady representing next week, and uh, she's going to talk. She's an esthetician, so we're going to talk about that and skin care and how to take care of yourself. So that that should be should be good. But um, let's see, we got a couple comments when we dip out of here. I didn't use them. 
Vaughn, stay on for a second, Vaughn. Stay on. I'm 